This morning's going to look a lot different, obviously, because I'm here. Uh, Pastor Mike is taking a break because he ran 30. I don't even drive that far. He ran 30 miles. That's crazy. What an awesome, what an awesome opportunity. What a great cause. I mean, he's a man. That's why the shoes are here. These are my shoes. They've never gone 30 miles anywhere, I don't think. So, so yeah, this morning, uh, uh, this weekend, Pastor Micah, obviously, he ran his 30-mile 30, 30 marathon. This race was for a cause. It was organized to bring uh, awareness to human trafficking around the world. And I have a few facts, and I don't mean to be down, but I just want to highlight his accomplishment, you know, what he did, what he actually ran for. And I, I went on the internet last night, and I googled a few, uh, a few facts about human trafficking and the epidemic that it is in, in our world today. Um, around the world, the average cost of a slave is $90. According to the U.S. State Department, every year between 600,000 and 800,000 people are trafficked, uh, trafficked across international borders. Uh, half of these are children and 80% of them are female. So it's a huge problem in every city, in every state, just about in every, every country. Uh, the average age for a teen entering the sex trade in the U.S. is between 12 and 14. I have a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old in my home, two daughters, and, it's, and, and, and it, it sickens me what's going on in, in, in this world today. Uh, human trafficking uh, is the third largest international crime industry after illegal drugs and uh, arms trafficking. It is believed uh, to generate a profit of 32 billion every year. And, th and that's, why, uh, uh, that's why Pastor Micah ran. He ran to fight against this stuff. He ran, uh, uh, you know, just to stop it. And it's in every city. As a matter of fact, St. Cloud, Minneapolis, and Duluth are three of the most, like the worst ones in the whole country, practically. If I read it right, St. Cloud is, is like one of the hubs. It's crazy, it's right in our backyard. And it's a problem, and it needs to be, it needs to be taken care of. And, and that, so that's why Pastor Micah did that. And let's give him another round of applause for doing that. That's, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's a big deal. And it's like, for me, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I probably could have done the the, the uh, three mile run, the five k or whatever. I probably could have done that. I could have walked it. But I, you know, I'm out of shape and it's hot and this and that. But I, I supported him financially. I pulled out my wallet and I said, you know what? I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you this much. And I'm gonna, I wanna, I'm gonna be there for you financially. This is how I can help. This is what I can, because we all can't run, right? But he can. Guy's like 28 years old. He's in great shape. I mean, 29. Oh, I gave you a year. <laughs> Holy cow. You're getting older every time I say your age, I swear. It's like you have a birthday every year. I don't get this. What? She's a math here. So he's 29. But my wife, I was telling that to my wife last night, and she's like, John, you're 43 and you're overweight. It's fine. He's he can do that because he's 29. I'm like, I I was 29 once, and there was no way I was running three miles. She's not even thank you for that hope. I appreciate that, honey. But for those of you who don't know me, I'm, I'm my name's John Sunquist. I'm the youth leader at this church. I've done this for, for quite a while. Jesse's helped me. Uh, what, a couple decades almost, you know, there's a stint there, a three-year stint where I had a midlife crisis or something, Jesse stepped in huge and helped out, but, you know, it's like, 
this is this is what this is who we are. This is what it's all about. And so this morning, I thought we'd talk about running our race with the graduates in the room, uh, with with the race that was run yesterday. It it was just it seemed fitting to talk about the race. This race called life. So we're going to be in Hebrews 12:1 this morning and we're going to kind of dissect it throughout the morning so we're going to stay there and then we're going to kind of i'm going to kind of keep pulling out parts of this scripture and looking at it deeper so i hope it makes sense and uh and this is going to go great so let's pray heavenly father i thank you god for your word i thank you for all that you are and all that you do i thank you for this church and this community thank you for pastor micah and pastor laura and for their leadership i thank you for their passion i thank you for their example I just thank you, God, for this opportunity to, to preach, and I just ask that, that your words would come out of my mouth, and that you would just anoint this message this morning, in Jesus' name. Open our hearts and our minds. Amen. All right, Hebrews, Hebrews 12, 1. If you don't have it in front of you, it's, it should be on the screen. Um, it says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for who, for who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You and I are in a race of faith. And if you, some of your Bibles might say at the top of that chapter, uh, race of faith. And if you look in Hebrews, the chapter chapter 11 it talks about all of the things that the the prophets and and the well-known people of god and in god's word were were tortured and 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 killed and a lot of them were described in that in that chapter like the, just a lot of it was and and that's kind of where this this scripture is coming from so you and i are in a race of faith and god is through it all and i want you to really hear that this morning God is through it all. God is with you. And we see that in Hebrews 12, 2, where it says, where we read, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. We have to trust in that fact, that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen? All right. In, uh, in, Philippians, in Philippians 1, 6, Paul writes, being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in us will see it to completion. God will see it to completion. Uh, and then he goes on to say in 2 Timothy 4, 7. 2 Timothy 4, 7. I don't have it on the screen here, but I have it in. Do we? We have it? Oh, you're awesome. You, see, I, you're the man. We got it. I got it. It should be on there. So Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And that's what this is all about. That's what this message is all about. I'm going to encourage you and be a cheerleader for you on this road to life and just Try to just encourage you to, let's finish this race, this race called faith, this race called life. Let's do it together in the name of Jesus. And let's be able to say, like Paul did, at the end of our life, yeah, I did it. I completed it. I did all the things that God called me to do without any hesitation or any regard. Like when pastor asked me to preach this this morning a couple weeks ago, I hesitated. I said, yeah, I'll get back to you. Let me get back to you. Because I've been trying to work on my nose. Because sometimes I say yes way too much to too many things, and I get stretched out too thin. Anybody else guilty of that? And I, so, but I, and I should have. It should have been an automatic. Absolutely, I shouldn't even had to think about it. 
But I got back to him in a week and a half or, or whatever and said, yeah, I'll do it. I'm sorry I even thought about it. I will. Thank you for the opportunity. But that, we need to be runners. And, 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 and uh, uh, you know, the, the thing, so, here's the thing. God's in control. God's in control. So you, can you guys repeat after me? God is in control. Oh, isn't that nice? Now we can breathe easy, right? We, we, can, we can relax. God, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He who has begun a good work. Amen? God's in control. He's in control. That, to me, that sets, that sets me straight. When I find myself stretched out, stretched too thin, when I hit a wall, when I, when I find myself tired and in the ditch, I can reach out to God and say, you know what? I've been trying to control things too much in my life. God, will you take control? Will you help me out? You're the author. You're the finisher. You, you know, you wrote the book, right? You, you gave me life. You know, he, the Bible says that he knew us while we were in our mother's wombs. wombs. How awesome is that? That's great, right? God's in control. This race you and I are in, is, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Have you ever been told that? I've been told that just a few weeks ago. John, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Because sometimes I start to take inventory of my life, and I'm not where I want to be spiritually, financially, physically. And I start, that start, those walls start to crumble in on me. And I start to say, oh, you know, and, and, and somebody I, I love, like a mentor or a, a pastor or somebody will say, hey, just keep going, man. Keep your head up. Keep moving forward. It's, 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 a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. This is crockpot. This isn't flash in the pan. You know, and I, I think sometimes we're guilty of looking at a snapshot in our life, a moment in our life. And if you took a snapshot in parts of my life, just a picture of what I was doing at that moment, at that time, you'd be like, whoa, what the heck? But it's, we're, life is more than just snap, it's, life is a film strip. And when you take those snapshots over and over and over, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you line them up and stretch them out together, for the entirety of your life, it's a beautiful movie. And God is through it all. But if you took one moment in my life where I was maybe drinking and smoking and, and not doing the things I was, what do you, hey, what was that about? You know what I mean? In those moments of weakness or what? But it's more than that. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors, right? Through him who loved us. So you look at life as a, as a, as a, a long race, a large journey. Look at all those teens looking down at their phones. Those scriptures, are you guys going over those in your Bible apps? I'm just teasing, yeah? Love doing that. So it's, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And we are called to complete it. We're called to complete it. Finish the race like Paul did. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now, it's, there's no sense in finishing the race with all your faith. It needs to, everything needs to be intact. And I know, if you're anything like me, life, you get unraveled a little bit, and you just, things start to break loose in, in, this, in this journey called life. And I'm telling you, keep your faith and finish the race. One step at a time, here we go. And we, here's the thing, you're never doing it alone. Jesus shoots the gun at the starting line. He's there to cheer you on at the finish line. And he's there throughout the entire time when you're in the ditch and you're dehydrated and you're done. You've hit a wall. I used to run, believe it or not. I probably tell you this every time I'm up here. But I used to run cross country. Huh? <laughs> well, you mouthing, Carol? 
Why was I in cross country? That's a great question. <laughs> She's calling me out on my stuff, so here we go, let's do it. I'll give you a little story. I was in cross country because I got caught drinking in the summer of my, I wanna believe, I, I wanna say my freshman, the summer of my freshman year. I got caught at a party drinking. Believe it or not, again, snapshot, right? I got caught drinking, so I had uh, six weeks of suspension when I got to school. So what that meant was if that, and I was a huge, I was big in hockey, right? So I needed a fall sport and I did not want to play football because I didn't like the two-a-days in the, in the August heat. I didn't want to do the two-a-day practices in August. So what I did is I joined cross country. I'm like, oh, I can just, I can coast through that. I can, I can run, whatever. I'll do that. There's a few pretty girls on, on the team. What is with this? So, so I joined, and it turned out I was pretty good at it. I was tall and skinny, and I could run. Like Forrest Gump, I could run. And I was good at it. And what I wanted to do is I wanted the, 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 the fall sport to eat the suspension. For, so when, when hockey came around, I didn't have to sit. So I sat in cross country, and I just practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. I could never run, but then the last... Last few races, guess who shows up, and guess who's conditioned, and guess who's ready to go, and boom. And then I, I did it the rest of, up until my, till my senior year. My senior year, I didn't do it, because I, I was like Luke. I wanted to make money. I wanted to work. So I, 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 I did that. And so that's, that's kind of why, and again, that's going back to that snapshot. If you look, if you take and di, you know, dissect some of my life, you, you could see, and we can all do that, right? But it's more than that. But sometimes we get caught in those snapshots where we're, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm useless, I'm worthless, I'm this, I'm that. And we just look at that little mic through a microscope instead of a telescope. And, and I'm just, I want to encourage you that it's a journey and that just finish it and keep your faith throughout it all. Amen? All right, here we go. I'm a little off track here. So it's a marathon. Uh, you don't need a lot of endurance if you're a sprinter. I, I know that. Uh, you just don't. When you're a sprinter, you can be fast, but you sprinters have, most sprinters I've encountered, the really fast guys, don't have a lot of endurance, but they have a lot of speed. They're the flash in the pan kind of people, but in, in our walk with God and our faith, it's that every day, every hour, each and every month, every week, we are consistently following God, a marathon, here we go, Energizer Bunny, we keep going and going and going. No matter what happens, we just keep going. And, and that's what it's about. But we, it takes endurance. And you need people in your path. You need God's word. You need worship. You need all these things to keep you going. So, um, so that's the thing. We need to run with endurance. That's the key in, in this scripture. Going back to Hebrews 12. 1. Run with endurance. Run with endurance. Uh, the second part that I want to dissect in this scripture. It says... Run with endurance the race that is set before us. The race that is set before us. We get so messed up uh, when we don't run the race set before us. I believe a lot of us get fatigued because we are running someone else's race. You be you. You run the race God has called you to run. And run it with all your heart, all your passion, all your soul, all your spirit. You run that race. Don't you run a race that your parents have set before you, kids, our graduates, our seniors, Rachel and Luke. You run your race. 
You run the race that God has set before you. Because a lot of times as parents, we can kind of try to control our kids to a level where it's not super healthy, where we just need to let these guys. There was a time in my life when my dad said, you know what? You're God's problem. I'm going to pray for you with, and, and hope that God works this all out. And he, he was right in doing so, but it was super hard for him at the time to let go of that. But as parents, as grandparents, as, as people, we try to control things that we can't control. And we need to go to our knees and we need to go to God and say, hey, God, he's yours. You created him. You have a plan for him. You've got a purpose for this, this guy. And I struggle with that now because my daughter, she's hungry and me and my wife are running an errand in Duluth. And she calls and says she wants to make a grilled cheese on a gas stove. And I'm scared. I'm like, because she, she's 12. And we haven't, you know, we're trying to do a good job adulting our kids. And this summer's going to be huge for them. Because they're going to be, we, we want, if, the goal as a parent is to ra raise your, your kid to become a fully functional adult when they grow up. Amen? That's, and it's like, and here we are with a 12-year-old wanting to do a grilled cheese sandwich on a gas stove. And I'm nervous. And I'm like, ah, just toast it and then put the cheese in between the bread and microwave it. That's safer. That's control. But it would be disgusting, wouldn't it? I don't know. I'm going to try it. I think that would actually work. I might have a thing going here. We'll call them sunny sandwiches. I don't know. It'll be huge. <clears throat> but that's, that's just a simple example of me trying to control my... But i got to trust in God. Just get out of there safe. If everything starts burning, just, just run. It'll be okay. We'll get a new house. It's not a problem. Whatever. You know? But... We try, to, we try to control things. We try to run people. We have to focus on run, run your race. God establishes the course. Uh, the race is run for Christ. And it's our job to stay the course in spite of the trials and persecutions. A lot of times we hit these roadblocks, these obstacles in our race. And we want to give up. We want to quit. We want to take, take the detour, the easier way around. And we can't. We have to stay the course. We have to go through those trials. We have to go through those tribulations. And Peter will say, count it all joy. And I'll say, you're crazy. But it's the truth. And we have to get to a place where we're willing to go through the harder stuff to come out better people. And I'll tell you this, like I say, every time I'm up here preaching, sometimes those trials aren't for you specifically. Maybe they're, you're experiencing the things you're experiencing to help out the people next to you. So, that you have, so you're sealed against some of that stuff. You know, you go through, have you ever thought of that? Like the things you go through might be a ministry to help other people going through what you've gone through. I mean, that, and just keep going. Keep going through that. And if you, you need help, somebody, Jesus will be there to give you a cup of water. Jesus will be there to, to see you through it. And he'll put people in your life to get you through it because they've been through it and they've been sealed against it and can help you with that. Does that make sense? That's what happens. Keep running. Marathon mentality. Keep moving forward. Run that race. So as we run, we, need to, we must fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. The author and finisher of our faith. Uh, Peter did okay walking on the water until he took his eyes off of Jesus. The minute Peter took his focus off Jesus, you remember that story? Jesus is walking on the water. There's a big, you know, the storm, and they're like, oh, it's a ghost. Oh, my God. What is that? Oh, it's Jesus. And Peter says, 
Lord, call me out. I want to do what you're doing. And Jesus says, absolutely. I want you to do what I'm doing too. And Peter walked out on that water and he did great until he took his eyes off of Jesus. The minute he took his eyes off of Christ, he began to sink. He felt the, the wind. He felt the waves. He felt the water and the splash and the, 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 what, what he was experiencing. And he, what happened? He began to sink. When you and I get distracted and take our focus off of Jesus Christ, we, we slow down. We begin to sink. We begin to take deep detours. We begin to take shortcuts. We begin to just stop and stop moving forward. We need to finish. We need to stay focused on, on who Christ is and what he's done in our life. And I'm telling you, that's why God gives us all testimonies. For the next trial, you can look back and say, because I've gone through this, I know this thing I'm experiencing, I can get through it because Jesus has taken me through this. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, like David, you know, before David fought Goliath, he fought a lion and a bear. And that lion and that bear prepared him to fight that giant. And he actually spoke that in scripture, right? And he said, hey, this, this uncircumcised Philistine will be no different. You know, Just, I, I slayed a bear, I slayed a lion. This uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine will be no different. And he was no different. God prepares us. He prepared him. But what did David do? He tried to put on someone else's armor. He tried to wear Saul's armor. He tried to run some others, someone else's race. And, but it didn't work out. It encumbered him. Right? He couldn't, he couldn't fight the way he normally could with all this stuff on. It didn't fit him right. So what did he do? He went to what he knew. He used his sling. And he grabbed some stones. And he took care of it. And God will give you the tools that you need to do. To, to, God will give you the tools so that you can complete the task for what he has laid out for you to do. Does that make sense? He will give you everything you need. And we need to trust in that. Because sometimes we try to, again, the whole control thing. We try to manipulate that in, in a way. But we need to trust God in that. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And the best part is Christ is at the finish line. I don't know if Pastor Micah saw Jesus at the finish line. He might have. It might have been a mirage. But he was just happy to see. But Jesus, he's there. He will be there in the end. Because I believe when we die, and we're you know, standing before God, and he's checking out to see if our name's in the book of life, I believe he's going to show us that film strip. He's going to see, he's going to put together all those little snapshots, all the victories, the good, the bad, the ugly. And it's going to be a beautiful movie. It's going to be a beautiful life. He's got a plan for you. Do you believe it? You have to believe that. You have to. Because if you don't, there is no hope. I worked with a guy at Mintac where I work uh, uh, as a shovel runner. He was on a, a different crew than me, so he would relieve me. He would come out in a truck and, and jump on the shovel that I was running for day shift, and he'd be working midnights. 32 years old, he killed himself. He was like one of the nicest guys I ever... I mean, he was just great. He didn't care what the pit looked like or... If it was just a big man, he's like, hey, don't worry about it. I got 12 hours to fix this. It's all good. Don't worry about it. But he, he had no hope. I had no idea. I had no idea he was sad. I, didn't, I, had, I don't know what happened. But he, he took his own life. I don't even know how. 32 years old. A, a, a permanent solution to a te to temporary problem. I mean, come on. There's mortal life. I mean, and there's people all around us that God has placed in our lives that are hurting 
to a level that we don't understand. And we need to wake up and look out. And I'm telling you, it's real. I had no idea. And it breaks my heart. And I can't go to his funeral because I'm working nights. Because it's next Saturday at 4 o'clock. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just call in, come in late or whatever. But this, this is the stuff called life is tough. And people are struggling. Think how much we struggle and we have Christ. Think about those who don't. We need to be, this is why we need to not flash out. This is why we need crock pot. This is why we need to take it easy and be there and run our race and finish it with our faith intact. Amen? All right. The race demands that we lay aside every weight. Here's the next part of that scripture. We need to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. When Pastor Micah ran that 30 miles, he didn't carry anything except a goofy hat, a sweet stash, a tank top, some short shorts, and some lit kicks. Did I say that right? Lit kicks, girls? Students? Lit kicks? No? She's giving me death. He didn't have much. I don't know if he even carried water. I think water was given to him at, throughout the run. Or did you have a bottle with you as you ran? Sometimes he had a bottle. Some, but he wasn't encumbered. He didn't have a backpack full of bricks on him. He needed to lay that aside, and that's what you and I need to do. And if we don't lay aside the sin in our life, you will never be able to walk the, the journey that God has called you to do. We need to cast that off. And that, this is another thing we get hung up on. You and I can't run with baggage. We can't run with baggage. It's not yours to carry anymore. As Christians, Christ took that to the cross. Christ took my sin, right? Christ took all my pain and my hurt. He took, he took that to the cross. That was his. Now, he bore that on the cross. And he did that for the entire world, for everybody, for all of us. And we need to lay down anything that hinders our sin or whatever else threatens our relationship with God. Uh, anything that will slow us down or trip us up must be casted off. And there's, there's a scripture here in Ephesians, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. It says, and this is, I believe it's Paul writing again, that, that you put off, that you put off concerning the former conduct, uh, that, that the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. And Paul also writes, and I, I, I don't think, I don't, because I came up with a couple other scriptures during my Bible study this morning. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. When we gave our lives to Christ, we became new. And we gave him everything. Just take it all, God. It's yours. I give you my life. Right? We sing songs about that every morning on Sunday. I give you my life. I give you everything, God. Take it. But in that process, as we begin that journey, we begin to pick up stuff again. And we're throwing all these bags over our shoulders, and we're trying to live for Christ, and we're trying to walk this walk that God's called us to do. But we, we have this hidden sin in our life, but we have this, this struggle that's so, super real to us. And we've we got to lay that stuff down. We can't carry it. You will never run 30 miles with a backpack on full of bricks unless you're maybe a special trained Marine. I don't know. But you will be hindered. You will be encumbered to a point where you will not be able to complete the race. And sin in our life is what's slowing us down. 
and keeping us from running the race God has called us to run. Amen? You believe that? And we need to go to the cross with that. We need to let go of it. Cast it off. Let's get rid of it. I can't have this in my life anymore. I want to live for you, God. This has got to go. And we, I know the struggle's real because I, I, I deal with it all the time. I deal with the struggle of sin all the time. We have each and every day. We need to put on that armor of God. We need to ask Jesus to cover us with his precious blood so that we can properly combat and walk and live the life God's called us to live. Amen? Are you guys getting this? Are you guys pumped? You kind of, did some of you other guys ranch? I know Shelby ran the 5K, right? That's three miles. Anybody else run? This weather's crazy hot, right? Can you believe it? There's another one, 1 John 1, 9. I love this one. Uh, 1 John 1, 9, it says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I love that scripture. And I have it memorized because I need to tell it to myself almost every day. You know? If, 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 if we confess our sins, he is faithful. Who's he? Jesus. He's faithful to cleanse us and to forgive us and to, to wash us clean. We have a new opportunity each and every day to live for God. Yesterday, I might have failed ethically, but today's a new day. Forget yesterday. I'm, today, I'm moving forward. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, right? I'm going to live for God. All right. So seeing that the race is set out for us, as a lifelong marathon, we must commit ourselves to run uh, to the very end. A daily regimen of prayer and worship and reading God's word and examining our lives will help. We need to be doing this thing every day. It's like staying hydrated. Pastor Micah would just, I, every time I talked to him, he'd be drinking water, especially this last week. He needed to stay hydrated. You and I need to stay in God's word to, to prepare ourselves Spiritually, to walk the journey and to do the things God's called us to do. I believe we become, we become apathetic because we're dehydrated spiritually. We're weakened. We don't have those strong moments so when life does hit us, we crack or we fall off the trail or the path that God's called us to. So we need to stay in God's word. We need to stay in prayer. You need to get into a small group. You need to be a part and have people in your life that can that can build you up and bring you and keep you on the path and cheer you on. We will preserve and maintain a Christ-like attitude even in the midst of trials when we do this stuff. No matter how long the race may be, keep your eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates, the perf uh, who initiates and perfects our faith. And like, like the video said, this weekend we remember those who fought and died for our country and for our freedom. And like Pastor Micah said in the opening, we, we, can, we can gather in freedom with no, we don't, nobody, nobody looked over their shoulder when they came through this front door to make sure somebody was, didn't see, nobody was sneaking around. We have the freedom to, to meet and praise God and, and open, you know, as a church, as a body. We, people fought hard and died for that. In Korea, you can't do that. You cannot do that in Korea. You will be arrested if you're caught with a Bible today in this world we live in now. Uh, when you memorialize someone or something, you are preserving the memory of them. Uh, that's what this weekend's all about. We are, we are recognizing the sacrifice that was made in their life through their death. And I have one question as we close. When you and I are dead in God, 
what will you be remembered for? And I asked this to my students who were in my Bible study this morning. And they gave the normal answers. And I gave the normal answers too. People will remember me for my, my laugh. They'll remember me for maybe, hopefully, some of my carpentry skills. Here we go. My good looks and my physique and all of that. But honestly, just joking aside, what will people remember you for? What will you be known for? Are you the kind of person that was just all in when it comes to God and serving? And, and just, when, when people think of you, do they think of Chisholm Assemblies of God? When people think of you, what do they, do they think of Jesus Christ? Do they, you know, and I, honestly, if you ask some people in my life, they would not say that. Because of the way, because I'm, again, I'm not, we're not perfect, but, but what are, what are you going to be remembered for? You know, those people, those soldiers that fought and died, they did that for our country. They will be remembered for that forever, for what they did, the service and sacrifice. And I just want to challenge you that Jesus, Jesus, I mean, Jesus died for us on that cross. And I mean, he did the things that, you know, so in, because of what he did. Think of all those people in that. Your homework for t tonight or tomorrow is to read uh, Hebrews 11. You know? Read all the things that those guys went through. Nobody here is being persecuted at any level compared to that. I can guarantee you that. But there might come a time in the world that we're living in where that might come back. Because in other countries and other places, it's real. And people are being thrown in jail and, and, and for, forever because of, of the God they serve. It's happening here in other countries this day. It could come here. So, and it's like, we need to get, we need to, to get strong in our faith with God. I hope that made sense. But, so in closing, let's, let's pray. Jesse, you want to come up and strum a little bit? I'll put you on the spot. But if there's anybody here because I don't believe we had a time of prayer. We can have Pastor Michael come up and some of the other uh, deacons come up. And if, if you're here today and you're like, man, I've, been, I've slipped off the path. I've been beaten down. I need prayer. I need, I need to, I want to I wanna start a race that you're talking about today. Maybe you're here today and you've never committed your life fully to Christ. I want to challenge you to take a step. This is the starting line. Right here and right now, are you willing to say, you know what, yeah, I've screwed up, a little, I need a little bit of prayer. Or maybe you're just here and you just need help with just, just an everyday normal thing. Like you brought the church, like I'm going to pray for this thing. I want to give you an opportunity to come forward and to just, and you don't even have to come to somebody, just come to the altar. Come to Jesus and just say, God, take a moment and take inventory of what God's been doing in your life and how you're, how you're running your race. Take inventory. Are you dehydrated? You know, are you thirsty? Do you need to come to Jesus and, and, and just rehydrate? Let's do that. Let's take a moment. So in closing, run your race. Finish it with your faith intact. And you can do this. God's got a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord thoughts of good and not evil to give you what a future and a hope and we just need to begin to do the things god's called us to do and lay aside everything else and just run that race
You can do it. You can do it. And you're not alone. God, Jesus is with you the entire time. And just one last thing. Uh, just remember, there's no service tonight. So uh, just enjoy the afternoon with your families. Don't worry about getting back here. But run that race, you guys. God bless you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for this morning, for your word. I thank you that you're with us. I thank you that your word says you will never leave us or forsake us, that you have a plan for us. And I just ask, God, that you would just help us to flesh that out in our lives. Speak to our hearts and our minds and tell us what it is you have for us. What do you have? Speak to our hearts now, Jesus, as we close. In your precious name I pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you.